0: Welcome to the Rebecca Panapinto Project. Today, I am very excited to host a dear friend named Tommy Norman. Now Tommy and I have known each other for about 10 years and all throughout my software career, he's come alongside me to encourage me with lean principles and adapting Agile in business. Today, Tommy serves as the Chief Agility Officer for Ackland Avenue and their incredible software development company that's based in Nashville, Tennessee. Tommy also travels all around the United States, helping encourage businesses to adopt Agile within their organizations so their companies can see explosive growth. We talk a ton about this today, but also about our mutual passion, which is for the music business. Enjoy the show. Tommy, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, so excited. Glad we were able to coordinate crazy schedules and make this happen.
1: In between all your various trotting.
0: <laughs> yes, it's a life of adventure over here, between crazy races to just fun experiences. So, I'm glad we were able to connect. We've known each other a long time now. Like, I think I met you during my first sales job, which is absolutely crazy, but um, it's been a fun journey and it's been really fun to see what you've done, especially with Ackland. So let's start there and talk about what you guys are doing as it relates to software development and a near and dear topic to my heart, which is digital transformation.
1: Sure. So, you know, Ackland is a custom software development company. It was started by a good friend of mine, uh, Colin Callahan and, and Byron Summerdahl. Basically, they were consultants. We had worked together several times, and they were at these big companies over and over again, like I was, that were doing things, you know, you know, ways that were just weren't very conducive to value and to you know supporting people. And they said, let's go start a company and do things the way we think things should be done, and only work with people who think our way. Uh, and so they started the company and went through all sorts of different kind of permutations of that uh byron the cto uh fell in love and moved to honduras after a mission and found this great untapped wealth of of people down there who were um, coming out of these great universities and the economics of that allowed them to build entire agile teams and keep them together uh worked great there it was it really worked well as far as organizing keeping uh um, shared team members together Uh, So that they, they weren't spread out all the time and maximizing putting a team together that could, you know, has gone through forming, storming, norming and performing and can easily be, you know, put in front of a new client and start delivering value very quickly. And my job is to provide enough process for them to do their best work in an environment that allows doing the right thing easy to do. And that's kind of where we're at.
0: I love it yeah you guys have been around for a while making a huge impact in the industry so it's cool to see how you've grown so strong over the years and though it's been ups and downs like you guys are always been people first that has totally been the culture and and what the market is able to see and um, i echo as well so love that about you guys now i'm curious because you have this title that like we were talking about earlier is one of 50 people on linkedin the chief agility officer so when you're going to customers and you guys are working on new projects, how often is it like starting with just teaching them agile or are they usually at least somewhat understanding of it and able to collaborate and get up to speed pretty fast.
1: There's some of that, you know, part of my job, you know, if you want to be agile as a company, you need to have representation somewhere high in leadership who can, you know, do things. And so making sure that that, that soul, you know of not only the people but you know providing them you know a great place to work and we believe agile principles and lean principles do that so i also work in pre-sales so i you know i have the luxury of we'll be in pre-sales and i'll sniff something out and go you're not you don't believe the things things that we do and to your point sometimes i might you know work with them to try to get them there because they want to get there and sometimes they don't really want to get there and i can say you know what that you, I think you have a great thing and you want to offer it, but maybe we're not the partner for you.
0: So when it comes to digital transformation, as it relates to agile, though, is there an openness and a, a place for that? Where maybe the percentage that isn't there doesn't understand the values, where they could be educated? Maybe it takes six months, nine months. Like, is that just a different, a different approach?
1: Uh, maybe they need to get a little bit further along before they engage us, just because it might be such a big difference, because we work the way we worked. And we're very open. We, you know, our process, we try to keep it as simple as, as, as it can be. But there are people who are like, you know, they'll come in and say, well, I need a fixed bid, you know, estimate on this. And I'm like, we don't, we don't do that. You know, you're, you're not as far along as your journey. But some people come and say, I want to do what you're doing. I believe in it, but I don't know how to get there. And we find that environment and that partnership that works well.
0: Interesting because yeah, 'cause I've been familiar with it for a long time and like you say the Spotify example, I feel like that was heavily talked about, especially, you know, ten or so years ago when I was just getting into tech. But it's crazy to me that some organizations, especially those with like monolithic applications, just still aren't there. It's still something new.
1: It's now the cool thing to say. And I, I don't like the gatekeep. I don't like to, you know, get online and go, That's not agile, this isn't that. Everybody's at a place where they are. It is a transformation, like you said for a reason and it's not like you one day cross the you know the goal line and spike the ball and say we're agile we're done you know again it's continuous improvement but the ones that are more prescriptive people think i adopt this and magic happens but the truth is you adopt this and it exposes all your problems sooner because that's that's what something like scrum does it doesn't fix your problems it just tells you how you how screwed you are faster and then you have to do something about it and if you don't do anything about it then it may be seen as not working because you're not actually improving. You thought the process would improve you. No, it just shows you the opportunity for it.
0: So with as much as you can share, what's the coolest software project you've ever been involved in?
1: There's been a lot. And and I mean, there's been some that the project itself was horrible Yeah, you know, the way we got there. I'll tell you the one that that really was was uh, ink-enabled applications in 2002. This is ink-enabled. Okay. Early. So drawing. You know, having tablets that you use pens on. We were using Panasonic ToughBooks because people are out in the field. Um, Working directly with Microsoft on their controls, their ink-enabled controls. Now that project failed. Uh, Because the technology, you know, we didn't do it in an agile way. This was way before I had gotten into the agile world. We tried Mm -hmm. to build it monolithically. We got, you know, enamored with the technology and overused it. That project was cool in two ways. One, it was technology nobody was using, and it was fun to be bleeding edge. But number two, despite it being a failure, it was one of the biggest learning points for me, and it made me open to the next phase of my life, which was turning into more agile software development.
0: It's great. I love it. I was going to ask you on the second half of it, what was the... Worst project you've ever been in. But I love that you like wrapped them up in a nice little bow together.
1: <laughs> now, there are worse projects than that. You know, oh, I didn't okay. learn anything from them. There, there, there are okay. places we will we will keep all the names uh, uh, anonymous. I love it. But there are places I've went who make tons of money. They, ha- they do mm-hmm. something. They make a thing or they rent a thing or they build a thing that everybody wants and pays them all this money for. And they're fat and happy. So why try to be efficient? They don't need to. And there are also companies that have been around for a long time. So technology is almost, you know, a hindrance. Oh, I got to do this. I got to be technical. And those were always the worst. You know, you weren't respected. You know, you were given ridiculous demands. Um, you know, working conditions were just bad. Uh, now, the good things that came out of those was friendships. You know, there was a a, a gig I was on. Several of us got put in there. We were from Compuere. Uh It was a horrible working environment. But it was like Band of brothers, we few, we happy, few, you know we pull up our you know scars and say, "Look at this, you know, remember that, and I still you know uh those are guys that if I had to build a team, I would grab them immediately because you know we live through that stuff together, and you know that's that's part of experience,
0: so there's another thing that you talk about besides agile, even though I feel like it's like ninety percent of your your brand and message, which I love um. But it's this idea of switchbacks. Can you tell us a little bit more about what exactly a switchback is?
1: So that's, that's something I learned at Um We had a CRO there, and, and he introduced this idea of when a company grows, it goes through a set of, of fairly predictable growth patterns. The switchbacks on a mountain, going up a mountain. And you start it, I have $0 and an idea. And your first phase of your company is to prove your idea. When you're done with that, all right, all right, people like this idea. We've got a few customers. You know, we're, we're, you know, we're getting some revenue, maybe not revenue positive, but we're getting some people. People are paying for this. It's a good idea. The next thing you have to do is prove your product, and you switch back. The way you prove product is totally different. You might have written the, the scrappiest piece of software and taken all this technical debt just to get it out to the market quickly because you're burning through VC money and things like that. Then when you hit that switchback, it's now time to say, I need to invest in the product. Now I have a roadmap. I need to you know, build a more robust product. And so you act differently, and you do that for a while. Then you reach a switchback where, all right, the product is pretty good. Now I need to expand the market. You know, I have this handful of people who are paying me money, but it needs to be more sustainable. Can I get new customers? Can I get different customers? Do I get rid of old customers? And the one that I've seen the biggest upheaval in is the next switchback is, I've got a great idea. I've got a product that is, is pretty robust and I can do good things with it and it's not falling apart. I've I've got a market that wants this, but now I have to scale my business to meet it. That switchback right there, I've observed personally in companies I've been with or I've been consulting with, is where it's one of the biggest times that the founders will leave. Because a lot of entrepreneurs like starting things, but hate running things. and. And you would probably not be a good leader in that. And so I've been at plenty of places where that's the point in time where some people from the C-suite exit out, go to a board, go to their next thing, and that's perfectly okay. It's probably a good thing. And you have to grow in a way that is is different than scaling the thing you already had. It's now scaling the stuff underneath it. So a lot of my content for the next you know, uh, presentation cycle and things I want to speak on is going to be around that.
0: Very cool. Going back to those different methodologies and frameworks that you were talking about when you're coaching somebody or a company's just getting started, is it more important like which one you pick or is it just pick one and like commit? Well,
1: I think it's, it's kind of like agile, like, you know, are you scrum or you combine or you this? I don't care. And and now, you know, I'm at a point where I just don't care. The principles are more important. And I do think if you're mature enough, you can pick and choose, you know, again, if you're at that kind of, entry level and you need to kind of just, I need something prescribed to kind of get me started. Okay. But with these models as well, I think that that's why I want to overlap them and show you, listen, these don't happen in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. They they kind of go together and and have common patterns between them. And you should, you should, if you understand them and you understand what's behind them, you can be a little bit more fluid in saying, I'm going to take a little bit of this and a little bit of that and put them together. And also know that whatever whatever worked for you in one phase won't necessarily work for you in the next phase. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I used to teach Scrum, when I used to be a big Scrum com, you know, proponent, I would even say at the end of my training, I would say, listen, if you're still doing everything I just told you six months from now, I failed you because the principles behind this are important and the practices are important too, but they should be fluid. They should evolve. When you learn something new, hey, I do this thing and it's not working anymore because I've, I've kind of grown past it. Okay, don't do it anymore. Well, wait a minute. The scrum guide says I should do this thing over. You know, okay. You know, it hurts when I do this. Well, don't do that. <laughs> um, so I, I think the models are important because they can show you, you know, commonality. They can show you experience that, you know, this, you've, been, you don't have to reinvent the wheel, hmm. um, but you shouldn't be tied to anyone. It should just be a, a way of educating you and giving you more tools in your toolbox to be ready for your next phase of your company.
0: Now, let's shift gears way to the item behind you there. Um, You guys have had a really cool thing as part of Acklin over the years where you also have a band, which, from my experience, just makes a team bond and just the collaboration element of any company that much better when, like, you can play music together. So guitar is your number one, but tell us about the band you guys have and and who uh, makes appearances on different instruments, if you don't mind.
1: It it definitely has been, you know, something that was just something we did you know, at the beginning. And I wasn't even the one who originated. Scott Walters and, okay. and a couple other people and Colin was just jamming in their friends. They're all IT guys. But, you know, you know, this this city attracts a lot of musicians mm-hmm. who then don't make it for various reasons. And you find that musicians and engineers have a lot in common. There's a lot of you know, the way your works. And so there's a lot of uh, IT people here who are fantastic musicians. And so we just started getting together and jamming. And and I joined them and then a kind of core group. You know, It was always a different cast of characters, but a core group kept showing up and showing up. And we started having songs that we kind of normally did. And then we started getting asked things like, we play my birthday? Okay, yes. yeah, we'll just go play our birthday. We'll do that. And then we got asked to do bar camp. It was kind of our first big yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and we did bar camp, and that was a lot of fun. And our thing is, we get up and play a set, and then we just say, who wants to get up and play? Because it's Nashville. You know, I can trust that the people getting up know how to play. And I can say one, four, five, and E with a quick four. And they know what that means. Mm-hmm. And so we started doing that. And it was always a big success and so much fun because it's, you know, audience participation. And then we, you know, and then we had uh, Nerds of Rock. That was Holland Square built Nerds of Rock, which was all about that. Mm-hmm. And then Music City uh, Tech came and we started doing that. And, so, you know, and we've done it for women in IT. We've done it for NTC. Mm-hmm. So we kind of became... The the yeah, that's where the Geek Jam was born, and that's what we're called, the Geek Jam, because we're all geeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Colin, our CEO, is the drummer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I play guitar. There's several other people in the band: uh, Jeff on bass, you know, uh, Scott Walters on guitar. Everybody sings. A lot of people are multi-instrumentalists. But then there's so many people over the years that just have been kind of these, you know, members that show up and play all the time. We just did Agile 2022, and we were a big sponsor, and we sponsored the kickoff night. And everybody said the kickoff night is usually just you go in and get your free booze and you get out because it's boring. Well, we played and we had people get up with us and it was amazing. Just cool. people who got up there. One girl got up and she sang um, zombie and she killed it. And she came up afterwards with tears in her eyes and says, that is the most fun I've had in my entire life. Aww. Just, you know, because you know, being a rock star and doing that and. And we lean into it. Like our booth was a merch booth. We had uh, these shirts that were special edition shirts that were all agile and rock themed. So we had Scrum Together from the Beatles, yes. Comfortably Scrum from Pink Floyd. And they were so popular, somebody actually stole a box of them. You know? and, and we ran out immediately because people wanted these shirts so bad. So wow. the music thing, you know, and we said, all right, is this a music Nashville thing or is this an Ackland thing? And if you know, now we have a marketing marketing department. And marketing said this is an ackland thing this is part of our spirit it is part of you know what we are so that's you know now you know and and this guitar you hear behind me that was my bonus a couple years back you know it's kind of once a year i get a guitar i've got another one over there you can't see and i don't know what i'm going to get this year Mm. i have to pick out what i'm going to get but it is music is a big part of nashville we are born and bred in nashville i'm a native and so it is, it's a big part of us. And I think it kind of embraces that spirit of Agile as well, of just, you know, getting together, forming people together. Are we the best musicians in the world? No. Do we try really hard to be better musicians? Also, no. But do we have a lot of fun doing it? And when you put us together, where we're the sum is better than the parts? Absolutely. And that's, I think that goes a lot with team building as well. Very
0: cool. I love it. I'll have to find a YouTube link or two I can uh, attach here. There's, so I,
1: Every now and then, the one of you drumming with this cup pops up. Oh, really? It's somewhere is that still out, there. out there? Oh, yeah. oh I got to see that again. still out again. there somewhere. Good times. I, I don't think it's mine, but it will pop up because I think we were tagged in it. I love but, yeah. it. Yeah.
0: Makes me miss Nashville.
1: It is an inch, it is a fun town. It is.
0: Well, this has been so fun. I have one final question Slowly. for you, Tommy, which is, what is the guiding principle that you live by to be successful in business?
1: You know, so you kind of prepped me with this, and I kind of thought, you know, I've got to have some you know wise thing to say. And then there was something I've been saying for a while, and I think I might have mentioned it earlier in here, but I said it the other day and, and somebody really liked it. And I was like, I guess that is kind of it is when I think about what my job is when, you know, at the company I've been, it's been so many different places is is my job really is to provide enough of a process and a system to allow people to do their best work and put them in an environment that allows doing the right thing easy to do that's that's it you know if i do that you know i've i'm a process guy i've never been the soft and cuddly you know you know that side but i you know those both have to go together and i've learned you know i was a big process guy and then i had learned to back off of that of hey you know you don't have to have a process for everything you bring in the right people you train them well you get them aligned with your values and then you put them in as as you know small of a box as possible i don't mean small but like the thin as a box as possible where there's a lot of room for them to grow and experiment and do things and let them go and trust them and and i think that has that right there is is aklan at its core Mm -hmm. you know is is why we have really great teams that are are very successful and a lot of people that are very happy where they are
0: amazing i love it well keep up the good work tommy and i'll see you here in nashville again soon
1: Hopefully so. We'll we'll get some, some jamming in.
0: Sounds good. I'm all for it.